you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. I honestly don't even think that Gorsese reaches that level anymore. Not not that it's a level of quality. It's like, but he comes out with stuff like Hugo, which fucking I skipped that. Then he's coming out with this Killers of the Flower Moon. I, I'm not sure how interested I, I am in that. Mike. You know, the thing about my stepfather was he was a cold man, not really the hug type or like, I don't know, not even like the empathetic type at all. I wouldn't, I can never remember a time where he was like, I'm there for you. That never fucking happened. And I spent all my formative years from like 10 years old to through high school with this fucking guy. So that was unfortunate. And Scott. It's great. And it's also really disconcerting that like nothing has changed about these fucking roller coasters mm. also what's a little unnerving is how these fucking things just go down all the time it's just like oh uh, it's not it's not running now something's wrong with the millennium force like it's not fucking running and you're like what all right this is safe talk show we're here to do the talk show he's safe pot at gmail.com that's scott luke i'm mike we'll try to get the show over as quick as possible we want to move 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 go 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 don't forget if you want to email the show is a safe pod at gmail.com it's very simple all you do is email us and we read your emails and then talk about it if you've seen one you've seen them all you know how emails work how mailbags work we only have one email today so it's really quite simple on the email front oh no uh boy you know, uh, it's I'm in Canada for the first time, so you know I'm in the basement right now in Canada, hanging out. Oh, I got fuck. my uh, really? yeah, I'm I'm doing this live from Canada. I got the whole this. I got these like a uh, dual monitor setup thing here. These things are badass, man. I get three monitors going at once. It's got Jeez. these moving arm hinges. Yeah, it's an ultimate battle zone. It's pretty rad. <laughs> you got the all important so. hum poster down there. <laughs> I'm trying to, you can't, yeah. so we can't, I sh, this is being recorded, but uh, so if somebody, if someone was to move here and they hadn't, you know, become an official resident yet, they would, they would probably try to bring over a few things at a time to make it look like, you know, you don't want to look like you would be moving in somewhere you bring all your stuff at once, you know, you would throw a few things in the back, you know, here, there may be a whiteboard, a, maybe a poster, you know, something like that. So, those, those questions That's just what someone for... would do. Yeah, those questions are for your betrothed. Uh, what music does he like? What posters are hanging on his wall? Yeah. That kind of thing. Hey, yeah. what's up my butt? Come on, what's up there? Uh, anyways, uh, how you guys feeling? Uh, where are we at these days? Is society on the brink of collapse? Is it over? Second dick. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've had a couple. I've had a couple good weeks. I mean, I, I got a new job, which you know may or may not fuck my uh, capacity. Setting time here. It's gonna be tough, man. You know when you never, you don't have to do anything ever at all for anyone for any reason, and then you get a job mm -hmm. and you're life changes this is exactly what we're talking about i'm like i am the most available human being ever until i get a job then shit is gonna totally change so yeah my shit's gonna totally change soon but i'm excited about it and and uh we'll see okay wow dude that's exciting times i'm glad you could uh get the job that you always wanted the dream job has been realized <laughs> and you're fine no you are i mean it's not a shit job. It's not bad. It's not a shit job. No, I mean, 
God damn it. Is it is it exciting to get a job? I guess. I, I suppose Yes. Yeah. When you okay, no, when you've been through the slog you've been through, you, I think you should be excited. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just want to do I just want to do well. You know, you get a you get this new gig. And this is a job that I, you know, I'm going to have to be fucking locked in. I can't just phone it in. My friend <laughs> applied for this job and ultimately he didn't and Forgive me if I'm repeating myself. I don't think I am. But he ultimately declined it because he has a job where he essentially just isn't accountable for anything. So he's like, yeah, man, uh, I kind of the job seemed great. But ultimately, I was just like worried about the whole deliverables thing where I had to actually produce work, you know? Yeah. Like wow, so, I will dude. be. Re- I will be wow, dude! So, wow, dudes! I'm actually going to be after the better part of three years responsible for producing something, which is it is, dude. It's a mind fuck because a lot of people do have jobs where they can just skate and they don't have to do anything, and that's I can see the value in that. But uh, yeah, that's definitely not going to be as good. I would love to know what those jobs are. Can I have one of those? Oh, they're out there, dude. You come on. You don't know those jobs. Get a clue. Skating jobs. We have friends who have jobs like that. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I oh, know yes. one of your. I'm not going to name names, but that uh, appears yeah. to have one of those jobs. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. He. Really? Yeah. See. Yep. I think. Who's that? I know exactly. We may have hung out last year. Yeah, that guy. We may have played music together where it's like, yeah, you know what? I can do basically whatever the fuck I want to, but okay, shit. Hold on one second. I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to have to do well, like yeah. 12 minutes of, of work, which is one second. God, it's going to be five minutes. Yeah. See, that's the benefit it- of getting a job when you're, that's a benefit, real benefit of getting a job when you're like in your twenties and everyone says, don't sell out, dude, don't sell out. And then you buy in and you just you hang in there for however many goddamn years. And then all of a sudden you're doing nothing. You're grandfathered. In, yep. And they're like, well, yeah, that guy, he's that's just a dream. He's been here and there's no, Come on, the there's, there's no need to, no need to breathe down that guy's neck. He's been here for 15 years. So fuck it. Yeah. Wow. He just starts to earn carte blanche at a certain point where it's like, ah, you know, uh, just doing my job here, and uh, I do what I do, and uh, you know it's not a big deal. People, can y'all just get up. off my back? Great job. Just, just get off my back. I'm doing my job. Just yeah. doing my job. Great job. Yeah. So cheers to cheers the current blanche for me in 2033. But for now, I'm fucked. <laughs> Isn't this a job though that is? Um... Isn't this an entirely remote job that you are basically? You're basically going to be writing. Get a job, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a scripting editor. I'm going to be transcribing, proofreading, doing copy. But it's gonna, yeah. Like I said, the whole deliverable aspect. The reason that no one, despite this being a sweet sounding job, no one wants it because it's like, yep, I'm going to need A, B, and C from you by X, Y, and Z time. And a lot of people, dude, I know a lot of fucking people that hate their jobs, but they're not, they're not held accountable. They just have to basically be alive and available for phone calls and that's it. And <laughs> yeah, it's just like, as long as you're alive and exactly. Breathing, yeah, exactly. I exactly. Do. And that's the thing. Like I, I know so many people who hate 
their lives, but they're well compensated, relatively speaking. And uh, yeah, no one's no one's breathing down their neck, and we care a lot, and they don't mm-hmm. care a lot about you know about. Uh, don't care a lot about about. <laughs> There's producing so many anything. people who you're right. Get a job, sir. You're right. They just have to be there. I I have a job like that. There was a job where I worked for this company called Genzabar. It's a real company name, by the way. It's not Zanzibar. Fucking Genzabar. And wait, hold on. Really can I guess? Sweet. Can I guess what this is? It, just based on the name. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Based on the name, is this have anything to do with like uh, like supplement? Like protein bars, Gen- Genza bars. No, that is. Uh, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. That is not the one. I can't believe you made that it's mistake because you know I figured. No, I I think. Yeah, I, I figured you might. Yeah. You want to take one more guess? Would you like one more shot at? I think Gen- this is the. Yeah, I think this is the. <laughs> Gosh darn it! It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it, man. Huh? Yeah, man. Is this dirty, the, dirty, dirty jobs where you have to actually show your work. Is that the one where you actually had to to sell like educational software? Wrong. Sorry, that was okay. incorrect. Great job. That's all I got. I got uh, protein bars, <laughs> educational software. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would have guessed some sort of sales horseshit. Uh, well, that's actually correct, actually. Congratulations. It is a sales-oriented job. You nailed that one. Genzabar is a software company. Software. Okay. That's nebulous already. Well, I did say software. And yeah, but what was the rest of what you said? Uh, I thought it was the one where it was like uh, educational software. What like does that math mean? stuff, like like math related stuff, or like no, science, no, 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 no sciencey no, no. stuff, or something like that. Yeah, no, software, that's, see, that's where you software to help. It was software to help uh, education people in the education world in like the secondary uh, education market uh, teach teach kids. Uh, you no, know, that's where you go wrong. That so it's not, it's software, like actual, but it's like, not teaching software. Public school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's where what it goes is, wrong. It's not. It's not teaching software. It was educational software. That is true. So but... how is this that wrong? It's not that wrong. It's pretty close. <laughs> wrong! Well, no, it's completely different because it's a it's client relationship. What are they? Uh, CRMs? Client relationship yeah. management systems? Oh, that yes. were made yeah. for... Yeah, that world. CRMs for small, tiny colleges. Like the tiniest. Did you care a lot about that job? You know I did. No, Basically. look, clearly I didn't. So <laughs> I I just got fired or more appropriately maybe let go <laughs> of my teaching job. They were like, yeah. you know what? You just disappeared for two months, so we let you go to rehab. Now you're out of rehab. The day I got out of rehab, they fired me, actually, which I thought was... They could have fired me before rehab, so it would have been better to go through rehab knowing that I was already fired. Why keep me on through rehab? I don't understand that. But, uh, you know, hey, I just disappeared for two months and they still paid me, so I can't really bitch about that two months, can I? 
Like uh, El Avila and the Detroit Tigers, you just parted ways. <laughs> Great job. Yes, that's exactly what happened. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, what had happened was, see, what had happened was I got <laughs> the opportunity right after I got fired and I was clean. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be okay. But actually, I wasn't clean because the day I got out of rehab, I went and relapsed. As soon as I, I had the phone call with my principal, she let me go. She's like, we really wish you the best. And I was like, okay, thanks. I'm like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? So I grab some oxys that's what i did so immediate relapse the day of rehab leaving which by the way is a very 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 common thing that happens all the fucking time rehab is a joke it's a big old joke most of the time unfortunately that was also a a 10-day rehab which is the biggest joke of all rehabs three-month rehabs are actually better because they're yeah the 10 to 12 day rehabs are stupid as fuck Oh so. yeah, dude. I could I could stop anything for ten days and just looking, <laughs> just just thirsting for day eleven. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually thought no, that's the worst part about it. I really thought I was like, oh man, I I made all these connections in there. I had this whole list of phone numbers, like thirty phone numbers of friends I'd made for life and things were gonna change. And then as soon as I got out there, well, here I am, back to my regular life. That day it wasn't even like one day. Anyways, I felt bad about that, and I got high, and then, uh, but I kind of staved it off for a bit. I was like, okay, let's slow down a minute here. I, I didn't get into too deep a binge quite yet because I knew that I had to get a job. Yeah, I needed a goddamn oh, job. Get a job, sir. So my friend was like, you know what? I've been working for this company for a minute. It's pretty cool. It should be pretty easy. I think you'd be really great at it. And she's like, you're good to go, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. I'm ready to rock. I'm healthy. I'm free and clear of this stuff. Which was, <laughs> you know, uh, wow, dude. I might have misjudged the situation, Shut but I, re- I genuinely thought, I genuinely thought I was okay. So it's not like I lied to her, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like I thought I was good. So Mike, uh, would you mind me- repeating the the whole story? I was gone for. A while. <laughs> no, I'll fill you in. Yeah, you were gone for a while. Uh, God you're damn jumping it. right in the perfect time. You're actually getting. I just talked about rehabs and all that shit. Mm, and, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, what Old a joke story. They are. Move on. Yeah. Yeah, but so this girl gave me the job, hooked me up. I got hired pretty quickly at Genzabar. It was a nice salary, and it was a remote job. In 2016, remote wasn't as common as it is today, but uh, it was just work from home and be there like John's talking about. I'm just there, and as long as I log on the computer by about 9, 9.30, and I'm sitting there all day in front of that computer, I'm good to go. But the job also involved traveling every so often to these tiny schools that we made the educational client relationship management software. There was a whole suite of other options. So that's why I said that it was a sales job, John, that you were right, because I got to kick up possible sales opportunities with current clients to the regional sales manager. And yeah. I'm the account manager. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's how that worked. That was one of these lifeless fucking jobs I was applying for in the last few months. <laughs> I'm very thankful that I didn't get it because I wasn't too excited about it. Just outbound. Oh, man. Is there anything more soul-sucking than cold outbound sales? Oh. No. I I was talking to somebody yesterday who was a telemarketer, and he was like, He's a guy I work with now, and, and that was like part of his path to like the job that we have. And he was like, "Oh, Great job!" He was like, "Dude, I was fucking good at it." And I was like, "Man, how on earth can you be how? good at telemarketing?" I was like, "It was cold calling, right?" And he was like, "Yeah." 
He was like, the goal was 400 calls an hour. My father well, has worked there for 24 years. Think about that. 400 an hour. 400? Yes. With a uh, with a pickup rate, a pickup rate of roughly, so it was 80 calls. So a pickup rate, I think, of 20%. I'm not sure if I'm doing the math right, but a pickup rate of 20%. And then a pick close up. rate. We need pickup from heat. That's what we need. Pickup. Hell yeah, we definitely need that. And then, a, yeah, so it was a pickup rate and then a close rate. And so in his, each hour, he'd be like speaking to almost 80. No, maybe it was a day. It had to be a day. That seems insane. 400 Wait, wait, what did he say? say 400, 400 per hour? It has to be 400 a day. It has to be 400 a day. That's insane. Because he said well, I worked, 80... Have you guys ever worked telemarketing? No, no. Thank God, no. I did it once. Real quick. I did it once at, uh, this was, okay, so job, I don't know, 39, 44, I, somewhere <laughs> along there. This is 2011. I just moved back from Colorado. I had my degree from Michigan, but I was desperate for a job. So I worked One at that. Most Luke, you would eat universities on the planet. <laughs> I know. I know. It is. University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. And I came back like shit. Zuki Lake Tavern. I was supposed to show up there that night. I didn't show up. Fired. Ah, like, Zuki like, Lake Tavern. Yeah, Pinkney, the ZLT. Pinkney zone. That Pinkney. They, did they demand to see your That's recipe? the one. Uh, what did you tell them? No, ZLT is like, I, I, I was going to be a, a fucking line cook at ZLT. I'm like, I'm not going there. So then yeah, well, you uh, got to have, you got to graduate from Michigan. If you're going to get uh, a line cook <laughs> job over at Zuki Lake Tavern. In yeah, Pinkney, back a house drive. Seven wow, fifty an dude. hour. Yep. <laughs> that's true i ended up uh so then i was like all right what's next so i started playing around somehow i ended up with a shittier job that i actually took and showed up for which was at this all-state insurance place locally and luke you would know exactly where this is this is on old 23 at one of those plazas in between uh heine or hilton you know yeah, in between oh that area God. yes of course there's like a pizza joint a monastery school and an all state insurance agency yeah, thrown probably in there. Yeah, some place that does like uh, fingernails, you know, like some kind of salon that does fingernails. Maybe, 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 maybe you get a men's that. haircut if you're lucky. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, a lot of these were just barren, but it was the local all state insurance agency <laughs> company. So I'm. He takes me to the back. He's like, well, "Here's what you got to do." So this is how the system works, and it's just the epic dialer. It just dials and dials yes. and dials and dials. So I don't do anything. I just sit there and I, I have this script ready to go. And like, Hello, my name click. Hello, my <laughs> name is Michael. Go click. Hi, this is all state insurance. I click and it just <laughs> robo dials the next one. And you can you can pound through calls. You can really pound out the call. So who's yeah. to say? I remember just pounding them, man. You you had eleven lines going too. It was like. It was wild. And it's just one man. I was the only person back there. So 400 yep. calls in a day, definitely doable. 400 in an hour. Uh, no, 400 maybe, an hour. I, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm Those are all clicks though. Those wrong. are all hangups. They got to be hangups. That's the deal. Like yeah. they just got to be instant clicks, which most of them are. Dude, he like, might have been talking, he been talking I hate about you. the hour because the thing that makes me question my memory here, uh, like everything else, is that he said eighty. There were eighty calls that were people that he actually talked to, and a lot of them would yeah. probably be hangups pretty quick. But he was like, "I didn't fuck around. <laughs> if they didn't like the spiel and they hung up, I wasn't trying. Or like they were gonna hang up. He didn't fuck her. He just like move on. Just move on. Great job. You're not you're not interested. Click. Move on." Uh, and he yeah. said he had a he had a close rate 
of like one percent that was uh better than like virtually everybody else at this call center that's incredible yeah that's really good actually <laughs> oh my god you know what they were selling uh which is the only thing i guess you can probably sell job, anymore, is is basically uh insurance to old people and uh no donations that's what it was it was donations to charities uh, yeah. but the, the fucking prime demographic that like real fucking that real prime, uh, chop that's all old choice people cut. Just, just donating to fucking charities that like basically don't exist. My father has worked there for 24 years. It isn't amazing <laughs> that there's this, like, there are like, I don't know. They're probably like a secondary tertiary, whatever the. What's the fourth one? Does anyone know? Does anyone know what it's called? Uh, secondary, mm. tertiary. I don't, I don't know. know so that's it. Tertiary. Tertiary should be everything after that. That's it. I yeah, tertiary is it. Like that's the one so. that encapsulates literally everything else. Yeah. No, they. I it's just it blows me away that there's this entire economy of just like fucking hucksters out there that that can actually make money. It, it blows me away that they make money. It doesn't blow me away that they're trying to make money. It blows me away that they actually are successful enough to keep these businesses going and hire fucking telemarketers i mean it's uh it's it's quaternary after a google search quaternary quarter quaternary quinary scenario septenary octenary nonary and denary and that's the final john scott (laughs) you know what that's the only thing we've learned today Uh, everything else uh, we definitely understand he does Uh, amazing work Mike, I didn't even realize you did that for a minute. How long was how long did that go? Was that like six hours? hours? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's not far off. Yeah. Wow. I think one maybe one day. I might have come back for the second day and I was like, I'm out of here. (laughs) I worked at a service merchandise in the stock room for four hours (laughs) and quit on lunch break. I went over. Done. I went over to my girlfriend's house and I'm like, nah, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> and then I you never look worked over, for so little. You know what? You know what I think makes you quit faster is like you look around at the people that have stuck it out and you're just like, no, fuck this. Yeah, I'm just out. a bunch of just scorched nope. out skags. You're like, yeah, I can't fucking fuck nope. <laughs> yeah, these people. Uh, that's these, a yeah, good point. The, the company. Yeah. The company took like they they just were lenient on like a you know like a parolee that had a Ooh, massive money lucky enough to get together meth in the first problem place. and yeah, big time. Well, you know hey i'm all i'm all for that maybe i would have stayed actually but you know yeah that's okay you, well, you see I, actually I it's worse quickly it's worse you see the suburbanites that fucking work there and they love it and they're like uh on a management path and you're like i'm fucking done i'm out i don't want to ever yeah. be that guy on my way to managing a dollar general because I really need the money. Yeah, but I also I really, don't. I'm not. I'm not definitely. shitting on anybody else, but Jesus Christ, no. No, it's, it's just important. you're making your own decision what you want to be in this world. Okay, if that's what other people want to do, then go ahead, do your thing. But that's not what you want to do. It's not what I want to do. It's not what Scott wants to do. That's you why know, we all do the show together. You should know if you're well, especially if you have any sort of empathy. If you can size up a situation, it's important to take the temperature of the room and the employees. And if it doesn't cohere with what you want to do in 
fuck 15 years we're talking 15 minutes usually i can tell <laughs> if i want to work at a place 15 minutes from when i start working there absolutely Dude, that's great job that's the whole point of that this is america you don't make I money cannot... you're a fucking douchebag now what you gonna do <laughs> that was crazy there was some uh dude i well i worked at staples when i was uh 18 oh uh, yeah in, you in and joe and everybody yeah well, you were 17 but whatever yeah seven i was 17 everybody else was 18 whatever and it was senior year of high school so everybody was easy 17 it or 18 was hilarious years. not that um, it yeah. matters brand new brand new staples store my dad was like it was brand new go up there and uh put an application in Anyhow, that's what he said. Can, can you believe my luck? I got a job at Staples, uh, stock and shelves. And I was when uh, after I had left my our buddy. Hold on. Can you hear me? You can of hear course me. Okay. I can hear you. OK, so when so just after I left, uh, our buddy got caught stealing a stealing a big bag of M&M's peanut m&ms and i i felt really i felt really bad for him because obviously it's the most embarrassing thing in the world and yeah so he stole he stole a bag of oh m&ms oh my goodness look okay who it is. You're oh my god <laughs> you know what we should be saying oh, we should be saying we should be saying that to you it's leanne it's okay, Canada. Continue. It's a totally different world. It's Canada. That was charming. Leanna's we've we've never been together when we've done a show. That's the first time it's ever happened with this show. We, so, yeah. So what? A Canadian yeah. Canadians feel like they can just interrupt podcasts like that? What Actually, I had the mute button on while Luke was doing this whole story. I, I was doing well. I should have kept the mute button off, but she wanted to say hi too, so I let her say hi. That's my fault. Am I still here? Yeah, yeah. Rewind. Rewind left. it back. Rewind it back. <laughs> What's wrong? He's having problems. Yeah, he look at this. See, he got mute. He's gone again. Uh, he's having problems. This is the second time he's been booted from the show of his not of his own accord. Yeah, he doesn't Holy want that to happen. Shit, this is this is uh, this is an inferior product today. But we're, uh, <laughs> we're I still feel like we're we're charming enough. Hopefully that this uh, gets some traction. And, Great job. Uh, you know what is this episode? Uh, uh, 76 76 okay. the great yeah 1776 the spirit of 76 so much of 76 is a part of our country's history i think this we've got enough cachet i i think people can forgive us our our transgression uh this oh really it's just luke's i don't know i think we're doing pretty good i mean we're talking pretty, about business yeah i feel yeah. pretty good about myself um, talking shop here uh you know in the end i i didn't that jen's of our job so i didn't really even finish that that jen's of our job i really got comfy there and even though i had to go on those trips the trips are the best part of that job in terms of the stories to be told because mm. <laughs> i was still addicted to pills opioids so i'd be going on road trips with a big bag of pills still trying to meet these people and like present a front that's the face of the company and apparently i did such a bad job and this is really uncharacteristic for me in my opinion is one time they asked for me to be removed because one of the meetings went so bad, which is like, it's not hard to do. Like you schmooze and bullshit, right? Uh, That's hard to dude. lunch or something. Nah, schmoozing and bullshitting and ingratiating and glad handing and just general dick sucking is a fucking hard <laughs> thing to do. 
it's tough i think it's <laughs> i think it's tough it's what ultimately burned me out on a handful of my jobs was that i just didn't want to you know, I was going to get this job in cannabis, uh, you know, four Ooh. years ago. The, oh, the, the burgeoning cannabis uh, field. Yeah, and I was like, deal. yeah, but I don't want to do all these events and just high five and sh- and kiss and schmooze and laugh. Look, look you know, you got any weed? I need some weed because this is fucking depressing. I mean, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't it doesn't matter. It doesn't fuck sales. I don't care what you buy. I don't doesn't matter to me what you consume i legitimately don't care what you do with your time your money your body i'm not wow dude yep wow i'm not here to sell you on anything i am not your fucking guy great job i'm with you there my friend hey luke uh do you want to finish this the story you're yeah, telling? Because we started a, this... telling other stories at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I appreciate that. This, tell this me is, something, Luke. This is a fucking yeah, nightmare. Tell me I have no idea what's good. going on. Tell, um, me some, tell me this pen. Here's the yeah. end of the story. <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell you the end of the story because this is getting ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so the guy the the guy that fired our friend you're for stealing a bag of m shit like you for breakfast. Turns out he was like he was laundering money through staples somehow. I have no idea how he was doing it. Oh. Uh, but he could he could probably fill us in on the details, but he was laundering money through staples to the tune of like uh like a hundred and eighty thousand dollars or something over the oh, course of nice. about three years. He had actually figured out wow. a way to do it. I don't have any clue how it happened, but those guys uh yeah he was uh eventually fired and i think served some time you fired yeah so it was great i mean that's Remember hilarious Donald trump was so innocuous enough where it was just funny to say you fired now that's not the case anymore <laughs> there was just a time where i would say that all day every day because he was just some doofus on tv then yeah. he became the president but back yeah. back in like 2011 or so i'd be like you fired i'd say it all the time <laughs> I thought well, it was dude, fun just, to say. I did. Consider- it, was, it was innocent enough. It was a fucking TV show. He didn't take over the actual country and like make decisions that impacted generations to come. Well. Or maybe he already he? was. What the fuck do I know? Didn't he? You know? He had Gary yeah, Busey. No, he probably I mean, did. You know. Just fire up a Coors. Coors. <laughs> Him and Gary Actually, Busey John had a big Scott's fight. got a Coors mustache. John Scott has a killer Sam Elliott mustache. Look at his fuck mustache yeah, he and hear this. Coors. Yeah, that, that looks like cool. Or this one. Also, whoever said you look like Bush Colin Beer Howard is a fucking Bradshaw, moron. dude. Bradshaw thinks I am a dead ringer moron. for Colin a Coward. A fucking moron. You don't look anything uh, like I see it. what he's saying, but it's not, it's not a resemblance. But I, I see a couple traits. See, this is a very touchy area first off when people say someone looks like someone first off you have to make a decision are you saying they're doppelganger so a doppelganger is like flat out like almost a copy okay but then to say someone may have a few traits or resemble someone that is completely different that's much less Mm -hmm. than a doppelganger and you might find like the eyes match or maybe the placement of the eyes and the nose and how the face kind of presents itself. I think there's a big difference here. I don't think you look like Colin Cowherd, but I do see one or two facial traits that I could possibly envision, but it's definitely not no. a replica. Well, okay. No. Maybe, maybe this part right. No. It's like, like how people say Luke no. likes John. Luke doesn't look like John Hamm. Luke has black hair that's slicked back sometimes, and he's got a strong jaw. 
But like he doesn't look like John Hamm. He he resembles some of the traits that John Hamm has. Certainly, they're both handsome. But that's it. They don't. They don't. Not doppelgangers. In the end, Luke always looked like a young Travolta. Truthfully, much more than he actually looked like John Hamm back in the day. That oh, was a replica. That was oh, a doppelganger. I should have never. I should have never uh, just stirred <laughs> this beast. Oh man, <laughs> like Travolta. Because uh... I like to. I like to coast on that one. You know, and people say it. I'm His like, face was. Your face was a little thinner. Yeah, your face has gotten a little thicker. Like so. fucking hell yeah, I'll take it. Best oh, Travolta. Oh, I got young Travolta. Well, you know what? Now that uh, Olivia Newton John has died, maybe that's more relevant. So, young Travolta. Uh, best Travolta movie. Go. Blowout. Blowout. Sorry. It's blowout. It is. Blowout. Okay. Blowout's there's good, no, but uh, there's no if, fucking stopping that. Uh, I, I can't dismiss. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is still a good movie. I don't care what anyone says. So sure. You know what? I did like him in Swordfish. Uh, I gotta say. Oh, get and, the fuck! Also, oh God. Oh, I did. God. I liked him in Swordfish because it is the fucking. It's the most bucking ass crazy weird role that anyone would ever take. Like he had that stupid fucking like uh, not even a goatee. What was that? It was like a a fucking strip. It was a landing strip on his chin. It was. It was the stupidest thing. He had to be John. He had to be Nicholas Cage in Face Off. He was pretty good in that. I gotta say, I got the Nicholas Cage vibe from him. He did a fine job. I don't respect Face Off. I just want to see John Travolta being a psycho. Well, in Face Off, he does that. He puts a fucking glass to his face. It gets out of control. He acts like a psycho because he's supposed to be the other. What's the fucking the caster Troy? What a fucking great name that is for like a dude is a psycho oh, yes. movie i will say caster troy um blowout's That's a great brilliant. movie i never saw it till two years ago but it is a fantastic movie but i i just don't think i never saw saturday night fever i never did what okay well okay you know what <clears throat> he is a he has been maligned right can anyone figure out why he was maligned uh or I was, what happened i was just uh i was just looking into was his uh his sexual battery uh masseuse uh, some beat off masseuse situations yeah. it's because he's in scientology about? that's why he's well it's that male clear. It's male male masseuse is not that that fucking matters but no no the no. record no it matters though it's like he's, he's a scientologist a that's why he's like maligned himself. that's why he's maligned End of story. Yeah, Rightly so, dude. If you're a Scientologist, fuck, piss up a rope. Get f- Hell yeah. Bottom line. <laughs> fuck off. You heard it here first. That's right. That, that's Elizabeth, no so I secret. did start, I started, we started watching Mad Men in this household, uh, rewatching oh. it a couple, a couple days. I think Elizabeth Moss is still, is still fucking brainwashed too. Or I don't know yeah. if she's like, I don't know if she's. You know, I thought you were say January Jones is just an absolutely gorgeous woman, but that's true too. Yeah, she is. She got she got the saucer eyes, but she's all right. I don't know. Saucer eyes? Can you explain that to me? Yeah, yeah. You look at. I mean, it's just straight fucking UFOs the size of half dollars. Like, like Marjorie. (laughs) Like, look at a look at like a photo of like Marjorie Taylor Greene or some of these other fucking aliens, and their eyeballs are just they're. Big, beautiful, and dead. They're they're just they're just <laughs> like still stillborns. They're 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 fucking. You can't tell if if they're alive or, or not. <laughs> 
January Jones <laughs> lo- like has a thousand yard stare. I mean, yeah, she might be hot, but she, dude, she's she's looking at something no one else can see, like a fucking like a cat that that is just staring through seven walls in your apartment. And you're like, I'm pretty wow, sure dude. my cat is looking at something like seven blocks down the road. It's fucked. <laughs> it's scary, wow. dude. And quite honestly, it's just really disconcerting. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. Um, I guess I'm learning a lot here. I, I would say her uh, <laughs> brief appearance in um, uh, Love Actually. She's trying to be very sexy. and Oh, she's also in that stupid movie. Oh, wait. Oh, that's it. I thought the course was coming. Uh, that dumb movie that could have been fantastic. I remember when it was coming out, I was like, oh, my God, Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler in a comedy together? This is going to be incredible. <laughs> and it was a piece of shit. Incredible. Anger management. Anger oh management God. was total shit. But January Jones plays <laughs> a... She's basically amazing. like a... I, th- I mean, at the time... Come on, let's be fair, Luke. It was 2003. Adam Sandler was in the zone at that time. At least I loved his comedy at that time. He hadn't totally lost his mind yet. But God, like, grown-ups... Grown-ups, grown-ups, grown-ups. Here we go. It's for you, John. This is January Jones looking down on all of us. I'm January Jones. I might be dead. I might be alive. I might be somewhere in the middle. You'll never know. (laughs) Great job. Oh, shit, that's funny. Okay, no more Alan Parsons project. By the way, Alan Parsons... that's pretty good, though. Oh, wait, hold on. There's a... Alan Parsons... Well, there's a... Wait, wait, okay, go ahead. No, no, you go first. Alan Parsons was just an engineer, and then he decided to make a couple... Like, he engineered Dark Side of the Moon. He was the engineer on some really, really classic albums, an amazing musical engineer, and then he's like, I'm going to try do an album. That's his one big hit there. He also did, actually, Eye in the Sky was the big single, but there's an even more famous song by Alan Parsons. Oh, you got it so quickly. I'm impressed, John. That's good. That was like, that's a tribute there to uh, Matt right there. You got that so quickly. Matt would have got that real quick. Oh, yeah. What good am I as a music nerd if I don't know this kind of nonsense clogging (laughs) my brain cavity? I was listening to our last week's episode, and after it was over, I know this is sick. I was listening to last week's show, and I enjoyed the whole episode so much that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back a year. What did the show sound like a year ago? So I went back to August 24th episode last year, and Matt's on the show still. And we used to do the Spotify (laughs) streaming guest thing all the time. We used to try to guess the Spotify streams for each band. And he used to nail it to a T. He was so good. He was good. We had to stop the segment. Is that what happened, or did we just kind of move away from that? Well, he was just too good. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Luke, I distract you. I'm sorry. You had something to say there. Fox ticking, dude. Have you guys ever, have you guys actually ever heard <laughs> Alan Price? Alan Price. Alan Price. And Alan, Alan Price did the, did the soundtrack for my favorite movie of all time which is oh lucky man the which side am i looking at the red Your favorite movie of all time is oh lucky man that's right alan price did the did the entire like soundtrack for that uh singer songwriter he was in i thought your animals. favorite movie was two lane blacktop come on man you can't have oh, you gotta pick oh one. shit one and two. are you serious one and two. oh fuck one dude have two. we t- 
I'm surprised we haven't talked about that. Tulane Blacktop is like a top 10 for me for sure. You're stoning yes. out here because we we Ooh. have. Uh, it's all, it was oh, like man. one time we talked about it, John. But, but Make the, it you're 300 yards, time. motherfucker, and you got yourself an automobile oh, race. race. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's like the Warren best, Oates, best lines ever. Warren Oates is unbelievable in that movie. What's he, what does he say? What's that line about Warren Oates? Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. I, I don't want to butcher it, but it's like about him. Like, I better get grounded now or else I'm going to take orbit or some shit. Like, yeah. I don't oh, know dude. Exactly. Yeah, but the exact, whatever he says exactly is 100% perfect. It's just, it's, dude, it's like some of these fucking lines in Mad Men. This, the writing is so fucking perfect. It's, un, it's actually unbelievable. Dude, he picks up Harry Dean Stanton on the road. Yeah. And Harry Dean Stanton reaches over to touch his leg because it's ass or grass. Yeah. It's ass or grass. So he reaches over to touch his leg and he goes, I'm not into that. And then he pulls his <laughs> hand away. GTO. GTO. This is a Warren Oates clip from this movie. I don't know if, what it sounds like. Thank God almighty, mister. <laughs> She's got a hard pull, doesn't she? Zero to 16, 7.5. Fucking dumb. <laughs> no, it's that audio is shit. The audio was shit. That was bad audio, guys. Sorry. It, okay. What did he just say? He goes, I was testing jets down for a while. Like this guy this is a the most one of the most like iconic should be one of the most iconic characters of all time he's so mysterious and uh yeah i don't want to spoil anything for anyone but if i'm not if i'm not grounded pretty soon i'm gonna go into orbit that's the line because he was a test a pilot okay that's interesting no that's what he says uh no idea but, what his real background is but just he tells, he tells These stories are, uh, he tells stories to everybody he like meets. yeah like in a vacuum that line just the implications of that line are just uh, massive to me i love it john scott do you still have my dvd is that uh was that you that has my dvd <laughs> i do not i do not have your two-lane blacktop Dang now it, my, somebody has it my, my buddy who just was a crackhead for criterion films and has like the boasts like the most impressive criterion film collection uh this side of the mississippi showed that movie to me that's when we would just get absolutely Lovely. fucking deadlight hammered and watch all these like art films it 10 years ago and it's kind of unfortunate like a lot of like a lot of the best films i've watched were yeah two in the morning just 76 beers deep hell yeah great job and you've never and you've never seen oh lucky man no no i've never seen the five you know, hours an, and 48 thing. minutes of a lucky no 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 it's not that long. It's a little bit longer than two hours. It's not that long. Oh, dude, um, no. I think isn't it like? No, it's long. No, Mother and the Horror is five hours. Car Ramrod. Like five and a half. Oh, okay. Hours. Car Ramrod. Okay. Yeah. It's only three. Oh, oh Lucky Man is. Oh, Lucky Man is a uh, double VHS. One of those, but it's 
it's like close to three hours. I don't think it's any longer than that. It doesn't matter. Uh, Alan Price. Actually, I'm going to go out on an Alan Price song at the end of this uh, called Poor People. We have to go out on that. Unless you're playing it right now. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) This is all I think of when you keep saying that. This is all I keep thinking about. I can't stop thinking about it. You know what Alan Price did is he did he did the arrangement for the animals for House of the Rising Sun. That was his arrangement. Yep, you mentioned that, that on the show before. Yeah, we yeah, talked about I that did. once. That's right. So this that's supposed yeah. to come up once on the show for a conversation. Sure, this isn't in the movie. Got those harmonies. It was all tight harmony, though. It was all original content in the movie. Yeah, I just wanted to get to the synthesizer part where it goes. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy in the famous uh, Animals video where they do uh, House of the Rising Sun. He's the guy in the keyboard. Like, that's that's Alan Price. And then he split off from that, did his own thing, and then was in, you know, the the uh, Lindsay Anderson film, the masterpiece, in my opinion, Oh, Lucky Man. Which we... There it is. If you have, if you have not seen it, it uh, definitely needs to be seen. It's... I don't know. It's a real triumph. I think it's probably it is. It's that and and two lane blacktop. Those they just like uh, they ping pong for me. They go one two one two. <laughs> lucky guess. Yeah, two right, lane blacktop. Two drops. I have the word lucky yeah. in it. So yeah. best best road movie. Great ever. job. No fucking question. Absolutely. Oh All my right, god, uh, Mike, got one email. That... I'd like to read our. Sorry, Mike. You got to get that drop. That's. Uh, Make it three yards, motherfucker, and we'll have ourselves an automobile race. <laughs> From James Taylor. 300? 300 yards? Please. James Taylor playing yeah, the driver. Years. His character has no name. His character is the driver. And uh, Dennis. Dennis Wilson is <laughs> the mechanic. Oh, I just Dennis, lost a buck. The mechanic. Is, that's my guy. To myself. That's my I mean, beach boy. Car ramrod. Car ramrod. Mm. All right. Today's email. Yeah, we'll definitely get that. One, one singular email from Mr. Pink. Nothing special here. Monty Hellman. Have a fucking Monty Hellman. Come on. We got to We love Monty Hellman. <laughs> Lucky guess. Here. Mr. Pink says, have a good show. No thanks. real questions for you. Yeah, thanks. Just eagerly waiting to hear what you guys talk about. Did John Scott do his Army Hammer homework? <laughs> Uh oh! Damn it! I sort he did. of he did a little bit. Yeah, he I, did a little I, bit. I did. Yeah, I did. We're prepping. Oh, perfect. We're okay, prepping. great. Well, oh, we're still prepping. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we're prepping. I mean, there's there there's information, but I got into a fucking uh, like Wikipedia hole over the Ar- Armand Hammer, who was his like great grandfather, and like his Ooh. oil company, his oil company, and all the holdings and the shit that like led to uh, him owning like hooker chemical which like you contaminated an entire fucking town in northern new york called love canal that is absolutely harrowing and absolutely fucking disgusting this guy was it's insane to me because this guy was like uh he was also connected to the kgb somehow it's 
so fucking interesting. We will do more, but it's almost too much information. We have to, we got to like get back to the drawing board a little bit, but yeah, keep, we're all going to keep doing our fucking homework because it's fascinating. Okay. That's fair. Uh, we will come. I love it. I'm excited about that. Armand Hammer. I want to dive in that tonight, but I don't have time to do that. I'm not even going to approach that fucker because I know it'll be a time. You suck. should not. Yeah. Uh, okay. Will you guys talk about the siege at Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even considered that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> I would. I love that it's oh called the God, speech. That... I feel like that came directly from Fox News or Facebook. Yeah. China. The siege <laughs> of Mar-a-Lago. If you didn't know Dude. this motherfucker was up to no good, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Like, come on. Well, no, I know it's not. It's not what's wrong it's with not that. Even it's not Russian of, related. Uh, no, I built no, a not... net worth of more than ten billion dollars. I have a great, great company. I employ thousands of people. China. No, it's just it's true. It's the thing that cracks me up all the time about people that it's just listen, it's this isn't about the, the people that believe in Donald Trump, whatever. He's just he's a fucking billionaire. He acts like a fucking us. billionaire. He's just more bombastic than most. And he says sure. what he says whatever just flies out of his fucking head, so doesn't really matter. He's got some pretty hardcore you know? loyalists though. An unusual amount of loyalists, I will say that. I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. <laughs> See? Anyways, not, we don't give a fuck. Right? Either, John Scott, so John Scott, did you even think once about this siege at Mar-a-Lago this week? Uh, yeah, I thought about it while a double, tape, da- double tapered turd was falling out of my ass this morning. There you go. Okay, so, that's fair. Sometimes fair when enough. I'm sitting on the can, you know, I think I'm like, oh, yeah, that that happened. But I don't know. I, if we need to, if, if that's something we need to look further into, that's fine. I know you I don't want to bring, news. I don't want to bring up Sam Harris. Cause I know that's probably tough, but Sam Harris has an awesome bit. It's an eight minute thing it's from 2020 and it's the key to Trump's oh, appeal. Yeah. And he talks a lot about his language. And if you don't, it doesn't matter how you feel about Sam Harris. I think it's a good eight minutes. And he, is he not about, cool? Is that why you're saying that? No, I don't know. We've I think talked about Lu- this on the pod before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is Sam Harris in, in good esteem on the show? I, I don't know. Not, I not Lu- necessarily. But he did say, "John Scott, go ahead," because I think I yeah. I know. Well, so that. anytime I hear that shit, like when you're, I gotta be the greatest jobs president. Uh, it's it's about his it's about his language and his language is the appeal and how how simple it is and how how it just resonates with the average person and if you oh, get wait, if you did have, you watch the new uh woodstock 99 thing by the way oh the new one no, on no, Netflix? no 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 hold on i'm gonna write it i'm gonna yeah note. write that down right now Note it just woodstock yeah this is the response to the overly socially re-engineered like uh retcon ones from last year this one's much this one's much better i would say but it reminded oh, okay. me of something in that documentary that you just said sorry it, there's something in there that okay. makes yeah connection to that all right, Woodstock 99, watch the new one. And watch the 8-minute and 22-second ha- uh, Sam Harris deal. It's actually, yeah. The key to Trump's appeal. And it's it's all about his language, which I think is interesting. Because I, I agree think with it's, what he says. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I'm sounding eager here, and I, I shouldn't do that. You are eager to speak your mind, Luke. But I think uh, John, John Scott, <laughs> his, 
his like ultimate conclusion. Oh shit! You know, is that Donald Trump is China? Oh my gosh. Donald Trump is the existential hero. He just he's absorbing all of the bullshit for everybody. So mm. all these people that felt like they were passed over that that understood that actually understood understood realistically <laughs> that uh, they were that being one. that they were being passed over that there were you know that politicians weren't doing shit for them. Trump was the person that was absorbing all of that uh acrimony and all of that mm -hmm. vitriol himself he was their existential fucking hero he was the guy standing up saying things regardless of their like their merit or you know veracity or whatever he was the guy standing up there just kind of absorbing the blows for everybody else so supporting mm -hmm. him is one thing uh thinking everything he says is correct is a totally different thing because I don't think anyone that supports him has ever interrogated his record, you know, has ever like thought about really what he says as, as no one should obviously. So they're smarter than everybody gives him fucking credit for. And they understand that he's the one standing up there sounding like a fucking idiot and taking all the goddamn fucking pressure and all the heat from the media and from everything else. And so all you are now is you're a fucking supporter. You're not somebody that actually has to stand on your own two legs and have an opinion. You're just you're either for Trump or against Trump. The, but just the way that he, like you said, absorbed it all and then synthesized it and used language to throw it back out in a way that everyone fucking related to because he speaks like uh, just acrimonious fucking fifth grader and that that makes sense to people yeah. and that's just that's just hard facts that's straight data and uh it's really well, it's, it's, all, really the, it's all the people that felt like they had nobody representing them and then all of a sudden you get this guy and it's like his views themselves are not views that you like you hold but it's just a guy willing to stand in front of the firing squad, you know, of the mainstream media and all that, and just take the hits because you, he can yeah. he can lie like a motherfucker. He is the slickest Don there ever was. And you can't take that away from him. And, and people you are hilarious. not used to hearing real authentic hateful things from their high visibility politicians you don't hear you don't hear a lot of hateful shit from politicians you hear a lot of mudslinging but you don't hear raw like to the bone fucking China. hateful speech and mm -hmm. i think that actually resonates with people they're like this motherfucker is let's face it like when someone when you agree with what someone's saying it doesn't matter how they're saying it it just kind of matters the the energy with which they are delivering it and that's that, exactly right nailed it and and that that kind of shit that just that got people just buzzed out in 2015 mm -hmm. and 16 and that's what our fake news today. it's yeah uh, that's fair yeah doesn't matter yep. what you're saying say it with doesn't matter what you're saying but yeah, just say with a with authority. That Luke smile of his. Yep. I say it with his face right to the very end. It's true. He's got it on right now. To the very I end. will be smiling. I will be smiling to the very end. I will 
guarantee you. I'm not going to spoil anything here because you already know what happened with Suck 99, and you'll still watch it anyways. It's a three-episode one, too, so that's fun, three episodes. Mm -hmm. But the one part that you just reminded me of was why Fred Durst was so popular. Mm. And Limp Biscuit was so popular. The, the couple people in the documentary, the Netflix one, mind you, not last year's one from HBO and Bill Simmons. The new one from Netflix was a focus on why Fred Durst spoke to the common people because they saw him as like the everyman, the way he sang his lyrics, the way he talked, even everything he said in the break stuff moment where everybody explodes on that Saturday at Woodstock 99. The things he said and the way he said them sounded like most other people with their relationships and or their problems and their challenges. So it's the exact same thing. Trump speaks in a way that is simpler and relatable. Fred Durst did the same thing, and that's why his appeal was so great. To them, and they say that he just seemed like a guy with a, a ball cap on, a DC shirt, which, okay, whatever, and his khaki pants. He was just a regular guy. He looked like a lot of other people in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I see that. And you don't it's all the supplemental shit. It's all the extra stuff. Like you can't rely on people to just go on the website of politicians, look at their agenda or read the lyrics of your favorite bands. It's when they are, you know, in an interview or when they're performing live and when they're saying all the extra, when they're, when they're being whatever, when they're being their real selves, quote unquote, that's the shit that people fucking love. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. You can read. Yeah, you can like listen to this song and you're like, my God, show like that. But then when Fred Durst comes in and then throws the cherry on top, like, yeah, motherfuckers, if you fucking hate someone, if you're a hateful motherfucker, if you got <laughs> anger in your veins, just get the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that was what it was. You need that color. So. You need that color commentary. And Fred Durst and Donald Trump. China. Similar in that regard. Absolutely. China. Yeah. You are fake news. China. Well, except you are fake news. China. 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 This song you are fake news. <laughs> China. 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 You are fake news. Fuck boomers. Boomers. You are fake news. Boomers. Fuck boomers. Boomers. Fuck you. China. You are fake news. China. You are fake news. China. Yep. You know what gets, what gets me the most is like if, uh, if Trump actually was somebody that had, China. Uh, had a few thoughts to string together or at least an ideology he could have tilted the world in an entirely different fucking way the easiest D chords just drop the easiest guitar. We could all play this guitar line. It's the easiest thing you could ever play. You just put one finger over a drop D and it covers all the strings and you just move them up and down. It's so easy. But it's still, it doesn't matter how complex it is. Isn't that what you guys just say about CYK? China. 
CKY. Can't kill yourself. My bad. My bad. They used. You could say that about that, but they also used octave pedals and a lot of fun stuff to make it more. Uh, what was the song that like, was the fucking greatest goddamn like? Uh, was everyone like knows a, what it is. Drop the, and I I don't. I can't remember what the name. Fuck yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disengage the simulator. Get right here. Oh, this song nailed. Yeah, it's a good one. This was like one of the oh best songs God. of the 2000s. I think it was 2000. Might be 99 actually. Jesus, it was that long ago? I mean, it was big in the early 2000s, but it might have came out in 99. But anyways, they get that sound on the guitar. They use an octave pedal in it. Just, it's uh, Our friend so Jimmy was like being into that. Further, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was probably Jimmy that, like, turned me on to them to begin with. Because... You know me. I was always uh, I'm I'm like a leech. You know I'm a barnacle. I'm a barnacle on your music journey. You remember that uh, that Finnish band called Him that Bam Marchera was really into? They were featured in a lot of that shit too. They were pretty good at this kind of sound. Hmm. That's right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, you remember some of their shit. Well, we're almost going to run out of time here. i got to finish this email. Then we have to go soon. Uh, so, Mr. Pink continues forth. No, uh, a deep dive into the Fifth Amendment, maybe? Do the Dems actually have a master plan to dismantle the GOP and win upcoming midterms by cutting off the head of the GOP snake? Wow, dude. Uh, I was just going to lean into abortion, I guess, is going to be their big thing. <laughs> For what it's worth, I hate the movie Grease. But I'm sad that Olivia Newton-John passed away. Oh, well, I mean, we're all thinking of it right now, aren't we? But none of us have any, like, attachment to that, so... We don't? I don't. I mean, I don't. Do you guys... Are you guys uh, big fans of Grease? Oh, no. Who gives a rat I mean, she she was hot back when I was, like, seven. Yeah, I don't... I mean, this is just another... I mean, not to be crass... But I gotta play. I gotta play my reliable role of like not caring about this death. There you go. Yeah. You gotta stay consistent, dude. Yeah, and that's one thing you are, Scott Scott. But you need someone to not care about a celebrity death of someone who died in their seventies or eighties. Just give me a ring. Seven three four eight one eight zero nine seven eight. That's seven three four eight one eight zero nine seven eight. I will discourage you from caring about all of your seventy-seven-year-old celebrity deaths. Fuck you, Ray. Fuck you, Ray Liotta. Fuck you, Boomers. Fuck you, Olivia Newton-John. Fuck you, Boomers. Fuck you, Boomers. Get out of here. You know what? Got it. You were so fucking long in the tooth. It's over. Olivia you Newton's a great life. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Newton-John sang the song, but it's she written by anything in like forty years. Well, she's been dealing with breast cancer for thirty years, guys. I so get it, but she, has she been in the public eye in forty years? I don't think so. Uh, I, she lives in Australia. We live in America, so who's to say what's Australia? going? You know she what? was an Australian. She was an okay. Australian, so. Well, she was English, technically. She was English and moved to Australia at a young age. She came up as an Australian pop princess, so to speak. What? All right. Well, this is 
This is very different to me. Uh, so good yeah, for changes her. Everything. This is written by Jeff Lynn, though. This is written by ELO. This is Jeff Lynn. So you can tell. That's why the music's actually... Like, I don't give a fuck what she's singing here, but this song comes in with those, like, off-minor, goofy chords. And it rips. It's to- this is totally Jeff Lynn. If you listen, you hear Jeff Lynn in this music. This is, this is, John your, uh, this is tickling Mike Peter's Satara bone right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No doubt about that. But Jeff Lynn, uh, I never liked ELO, but I like Jeff Lynn when he does other stuff. I'm not the biggest electric like orchestra fan, but like when he did that album with Tom Petty, it's one of my favorite Petty albums, the one with Learning to Fly, and a couple of albums he did with Petty that were really, really good, uh, including one that looked like the Two Gunslingers. Remember that, Luke? That was always a favorite on our... Uh, that two was... Gun- my God, I cannot believe you fucking remember that, but yes. I don't two, know why I remember these things. Two no, Gunslingers is like my favorite... It's an underrated fucking- song. Oh my God, I thought it was so fucking great. I can't believe you remember that shit. Oh my God. That goes back to when I was like 16, 17, well, when I when I had my first car and I had the tape. I had the tape with two gunslingers on it. And I was like, oh. I really want this. My God, holy shit. That's amazing. Well, I may my have parents, brought it up. My mom had the CD. I, my mom had that. Temp, it was wow. the one into the great wide open was the CD. I believe the album. Yes. And yeah, my mom yeah. had that album. So I used to listen to the whole thing and I caught that song later. I was, Oh, I like this song. It's a hidden gem on into the great wide open guys. Two gunslingers. It's an interesting song. It's a, it's a different one. And you know what? I'll say this. Maybe we should go we, out on that one. You know, we did do Alan price before, by the way, while we were oh, talking we about did? this. How yeah. did you, we how could did do Alan price because it all came back to me while you were, talking about oh lucky man oh, we did alan price uh, outro bloviating. i don't remember if well, we did was, more uh, bloviating. <laughs> it's so funny that nobody ever put govier and bloviating together it no seems like I, a real I way to... just was about to do it but i couldn't come up with a joke govier blovier i can't believe yes. yeah 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 surprising i know anyway, i was thinking uh, blovier but i couldn't quite get there but now that will be your nickname every time you fucking say some <laughs> wild shit well, we're on our we're on our hard out here, so we got we're just gonna play two gunslingers. I don't care. We'll do Alan Price another day. Oh, uh, you and, fucking asshole! Yeah, I'm sorry. It just is more pressing right now. I feel like playing it. It's a good song too, and I want other people to hear it. Uh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. And if you had the if you had the phone right now and all the power, you probably could take control. But That's true. Is, That's you know, true. Uh, Olivia yeah. Newton John, I'm uh, super impressed that she she was. I had no fucking idea that she was from a different country to begin with. To be totally honest. Really changes things for uh, Luke. He's a hardcore I, against our yeah, people. Yeah, no, it's true. And the fact that she like, was, <laughs> no, it's true. The fact that she lived there, the fact that she just like uh, lived in Australia and like stayed out of the public eye for so long, you got to respect that. So John Travolta is the one who wanted her in Greece. He pushed really hard. He did like a whole thing to get her involved. Well, she she fucking it, so. did an amazing job. And so many, well, so yeah, many so of the many. women we tried to date, uh, really wanted to be her. So. John Travolta. Thank you, John, for Olivia Newton-John. Uh, John Scott's got softball here, so he's going to be hitting the road. We're going to hit the road as well. It's a safe pod at gmail.com. It's a safe talk show. We love doing the show. We thank you guys for your time and energy. It's time to give Tom Petty you know, a little control here. This song is called Two Gunslingers. It's from Into the Great Wide Open, the album that you may know. Take it easy, everybody. Love you all. Thank you.
And there ain't 